Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hey out there, everybody. Welcome to episode 66 of Podcast Rewind. I'm Amy Randolph, one of your hosts, sitting with my delightful, delicious best friend, co-host Erica Jarvis. Hey, Amy. Thank you for that intro. I try to be complimentary. Yeah, I know you crushed it. You can follow me around at work and just be like, guys, she's a delight. In case people don't know that already. Well, you... Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Moving right along. I'm a joy to work with. Absolutely you are, to all who know it. Thank you. But yeah, episode 66... We've got some things to talk about. We really do. I'm I'm like foaming at the mouth. I'm, you are. I'm jazzed excited <laughs> about this episode. And it's not about murder. I'm going to Generally, make you're jazzed about murder shows. Yeah, but don't count your chickens. I do actually have some murderous things to talk about. You do. I was talking to a coworker today about how I don't care if our like AIs in the house like record us. Uh-huh. And I was saying I had a Google Home next to my bed, and oh. then I went in the bathroom. Oh, our devices. Our devices. And I was telling her how somebody was like, you're not afraid that they're recording you? I was like, first of all, they're all in my room. Like, they're not getting conversations. Like, you're hearing me sing and be weird. She's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to, like, talk about murder a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't, oh, do, don't do that. that. <laughs> Whatever like, you do, don't discuss true crime and nausea. No, I was like, Amy's Alexa has things to say. She could write a book report. Yeah. With the bibliography. We always used to laugh about, you know, like how FBI agents are listening in and reading my texts. And now that we have all this AI, Uh you know, they're recording us that way. And I'm like, if you want to tune into another episode of Randolph and Jarvis (laughs) uh, and Champions Gate, by all means, it's going to get weird. Buckle up, Joe and Kevin, our FBI-assigned agents. Shit's about to go down. Crack a beer. We save the good stuff for you guys on the pod, but things get weird. I mean, on my computer right now, I even have one of those little sliders over my Uh camera, and that's not for FBI. That's so if I'm in, like, a Skype meeting or one of those kind of calls, that you don't accidentally see me. That's for me and not, like, FBI. Well, okay, so when I was on a business trip a couple of weeks ago, I was, like, video conferencing into meetings. Uh But it's the kind of system where you don't have to have your video up. Yeah. Um, But I was going in from my iPad. And so, like, I kind of forgot that it has a self-facing camera. So I didn't even click off the camera thing. And I (laughs) dial in. And, like, this is, like, a big review. Like, executives are in the room. (laughs) And I'm in my hotel room because I haven't gone down to the floor yet. No makeup, (laughs) hair up. And I, like, pop in. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) And I just left the meeting. I panicked. (laughs) Like, I just hit quit. 
<laughs> so fast. I don't even think they saw me because I think somebody was presenting already. Uh-huh. But I saw myself flash in and I was just like panic and exited <laughs> the entire meeting. <laughs> and I had to dial back in and like turn off the camera oh. function before I came back. We so were no, on no, a call no. this morning and all of our conference rooms will immediately dial in and like bring up the camera. And if you're not like presenting something, you're just in a room with like a 70 inch TV that's showing you and you're like, I've never been more ugly. Yeah. I, yes. I have to work out. It's awful. So my coworkers, I'm watching them and they don't have their speaker on, but we see them like gesticulating and pointing. And oh, then no. all of a sudden somebody gets up, takes off her like shawl sweater and then throws it over the camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is this? Bachelor in paradise? And I just go, Was someone about to bone. I go, Hey guys, table? um, that's a see-through sweater. And so it just has like a black filter, like a gauzy filter. So then the moderator is like, oh, wow, like guys, a what a cool thing is going on over there. And I just like, I was like, oh, yeah, the whole system upgraded. We have filters now. And he's like, oh, God, that's amazing. Like 10 minutes later, he's like, is that a filter? I was like, Tom, it's a sweater. It's a sweater <laughs> what sweater, is man. wrong with you? so funny oh corporate life is hilarious you guys oh my god speaking of filters jobs are fun everyone and their mother is doing the gender swap filter but evidently it doesn't work on me it just makes me fat (laughs) okay it didn't work on my android i had to use my brother's iphone okay we should i guess maybe i'll try with my work i don't have snapchat on my no you shouldn't but um we did it this past weekend when i was home for mother's day and it was funny hilarious like my brother's he looks like his wife, which is so creepy. And I was Not like, okay. they say couples look alike eventually. Yeah, you match up. I, My yeah. dad looked like a beautiful Diane Keaton. Like, I've never <laughs> been more proud of him. And I looked like a frat brother who would leave you on read. And ghost you after not even a date. 100%. I was like, guys, am I a douchebag? Well, you looked like a douche. <laughs> it was so crazy. When I did it, I had to crop the photo to send everybody because there was clear cleavage in the shot. I think that's even better. <laughs> like, you just, just trans. Yeah, guys, if you do your Snapchat filters, send them to us. I am obsessed with seeing what people look like. Please tag us. Oh, my God. Amy. Ooh. Let's wipe away these tears with a beverage. Okay, let's do that. So, drink of the week. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. We're having a couple of brewskis on this Tuesday night. <laughs> like some bros. Like like the broads and bros we are. <laughs> Amy, what are you drinking? I'm trying a new one. Um, it's from Blue Point Brewing Company. They have the toasted lager. Which I, I hate. I don't it's hate it. Okay. It's a it's a nothing beer yeah. to me. Um, but I never saw this before, and it's just called The IPA. Okay. And it's got a little tagline, unlike any other. And, you know, it tastes good, but it's a big claim, really. <laughs> it's, it's a lofty claim. It's, it's got a lot of, um, uh, I don't know, what would you say, like, self-worth? I guess. <laughs> it's just very confident. Look, it tastes it tastes like an IPA. It's yeah. fine. I, it was a good purchase. Not okay. a great one, but a good purchase. It's all right. It'll do. What are you having? I'm having one of my favorite beers from Jacksonville. I'm having the Bold City Duke's Cold Nose Brown Ale. Um, I just love this beer. I love everything out of the Bold City Brewery in Jacksonville. Once my parents moved up to that St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, my dad would bring home growlers of this, like, constantly. And it's one of those beers after a while, I was like, oh, I hate this beer. But now that I'm in Orlando and so far away, whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, Dukes! I was just about to say, you get straight up giddy yes. when we go to a bar and they have Dukes on tap. You are like, oh, yes, that's my favorite. I'll have one of those. 
Like a douche. Yeah. Um, no, I it's mean, not no. as great in the can. It's way better on draft. But it's really cute well, yeah. because Duke is the brewery's um, pup. Yeah. And now yeah. they're on, like, Duke 7. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of Duke, y'all. Yeah, seriously. All right, Amy. Well, those are the beers we're drinking. Mm-hmm. What are you obsessed with this week? And I'd be like, why are you so obsessed with me? I guess, like, I'm obsessed with myself. Okay. And I guess explain. I, elaborate. I, I don't have anything, like, in particular that's just got me super jazzed this week. But, like, I kind of, uh, I'm just obsessed with a smattering of all my favorite things. Sure. Like, for instance, I know we talk about it all the time, but my Bravo TV is really delivering right now. Oh, my God. So good. And I'm just so thrilled to watch Vanderpump Rules and Beverly Hills Housewives. And if I haven't said it once, let me again. Denise Richards is the best addition to a housewife show of the entire franchise. She's a housewife we didn't know we needed. I I didn't know. I, I heard. But you know what, though? Like, I never would have pegged Denise Richards to be a potential cast member on um, Real Housewives. But as soon as she was announced, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. an excellent choice. It was. Um, I'm also obsessed. I need to stop with this, but I have been buying shit online like money literally grows on trees. <laughs> yes. I have been buying a lot of stuff, but I love it. Like, I'm just, I have a good time. I see things I want, and I've got a little bit of a raise at work recently, mm-hmm. so I need to cut that back <laughs> real quick. Not the raise, but the shopping part. And also just like, I don't know, like, I've been very social lately, which is you not have. like me, and I, I know that I can't keep this up for long, but... Right now in May, I'm going out with people, I'm doing things, I'm having a good time, and like, I just, is it, I don't, am I happy? Is that? Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's how it works. You just, people who try to work towards being happy don't understand that it's just a state of being. Yeah, like, I just, I'm just chill. Yeah. And, like, not everything's great, you know? Like, my, my car kind of fell apart yesterday, and I'm like, Well, yeah. there's that raise. <laughs> there goes that. I'm a little like, it'll work itself out. Right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You recommended a beer event this weekend. And anytime you offer up to the shit. group, like, a plan or something like that, I'm always like, yeah, I'm rubbing off. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have this thing that I want to do, um, a beer event. Oh, I also. And we'll take you guys along. We are going to Instagram the shit out of it. Speaking of murder, I was so happy all day Sunday because yes. it's my favorite day of the year on the murder channel. I'm investigation discovery on mother's day they just play an entire marathon of mother's murdering and it just it makes me happy i haven't watched a lot of murder shows lately but i just binged on sunday i mean i called my mom <laughs> but she didn't answer she didn't answer the first time and calling then, you out sandra <laughs> sandy uh, i eventually connected with her but yeah i just i'm like Doing me and having a good time. Nice. That's what I'm obsessed with. Good. How about you? Well, I saw my mom on Mother's Day. Yeah, you win. We tied one on on Saturday. We went up to St. Augustine. Nice. Did the St. Augustine Distillery, tour, free drinks, more drinks, food, more drinks, drinks back at the house. Like, sometimes when we get on a roll, like, we cannot cut ourselves off. (laughs) Someone's like, should we make coffee? And we're like, we're not done drinking. (laughs) Binge. Jarvis, binge. You've been. To the tap. (laughs) To the tap. Jarvisville is always a good time. Um, but I found a new music artist named oh. Sigrid out of, like, I think Norway or something. I heard one of her songs in a soundtrack, and today I did, like, a deep dive into her Spotify playlist, and I was like, yes, That's this is you. my new thing. I'm so excited. 
that's a small sidebar. But what I'm really obsessed with, and mm-hmm. I talked to you about it a little bit yesterday, mm-hmm. is this whole Tati Westbrook, James Charles YouTube drums. Oh my god! Uh, we thought Foxy Gate was good. Oh so good. But the tea is being spilt in the makeup online community. Oh my god, it's amazing. If you are into YouTubers, I would say this all the time. YouTube is a new television. I oh, mean, yeah. watching these people's Kids lives. Don't watch TV on cable. Exactly. Tati Westbrook is. Um, Glam Life Guru on Instagram. She's one of the OG makeup reviewers, makeup tutorials. I've started to like follow what she does and have noticed like a huge change in my makeup game. I'm like, thanks, chick. And then there's James Charles, who's, you know, there is also this rise of boys doing makeup and yeah, they that's do cool. it better than me, too. Like, they're so beautiful. Like, I cannot handle them. But so they were great friends, some drama over a Coachella incident. Him tagging there's a... always an there's incident. There's always an incident at Coachella. at Coachella. This is why you shouldn't go to Coachella if you're over 12. Like, no one should be at Coachella. I'm not allowed at music festivals. You're not. I, can't, I don't behave appropriately. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for you me. You will lose Amy at a music festival. I'll whilst, disappear. Whilst she's in search of a bathroom. She's out. I'm most likely going to the bathroom. <laughs> but anyway, this drama's everywhere. You can't go look at a BuzzFeed not listicle. Not by the way. Oh, no, Sorry. no, for, like, actual... It's my, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you're drinking. drinking. So much. I drink too much. But anyway, the drama is all over BuzzFeed. I mean, they're talking about it on podcasts. The Morning Toast did a breakdown. It's a huge thing. I mean, the, there's a potential that James Charles is getting canceled. We talked about canceled culture a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And not just because of some drama he had with his friend, but other people and celebrities are coming out saying that he's DM'd their boyfriend, knowing that their boyfriend was straight, trying mm-hmm. to get them to hook up with him and Don't just doing man. some really shady things that at 19 you should know better. But the drama and the tea is hot. so don't know anything. They better. don't, but if you're going to choose to be in the limelight and have this celebrity and work towards it, maybe you don't do anything where there's receipts. Yeah, sure. Like, keep your cool. Yeah. Respect what you have. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, use a pager. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think there's a way to track receipts on a pager. Literally, a 19-year-old has never seen a pager. Oh, no, God, that's sad. They were born in 2019 year olds. Choke on your beer. I choke on it. I did. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I'm totally obsessed with the memes, like the Twitter, everything about this drama has just been piping hot tea. We love some spilt tea. We really do. Rewind. But there's other things that we love. There are. And she, speaking of the tea. Yes. I um okay, so podcast rewind. We like to do celebrity check-ins. Yes. We like to see what's going on with some of our zenial um, pop faves. And back in November, we did a show dedicated to Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Like, oh, where are they now? Yeah. Where basically our, um, I don't know, our resolution at the end of everything was Justin Timberlake is trash. Stop talking about Britney Spears. Yes. Leave her alone. And basically, I think we kind of... Called Britney the winner. Agreed. Between the two of them. Because she doesn't talk about him. On her Instagrams, you'd see her dancing, and in the background would be a Justin Timberlake song, and there was no shade. Yeah. But he seems to continuously throw shade at her. And, you know, we touched on her famous 2007-2008 breakdown. Yes. Back then, but, you know, I don't really think we did our due diligence of talking about Britney in today. We didn't know. And we've learned some more things over the last couple of weeks, and you guys, like, this is... 
almost conspiracy theory level, like, what the fuck is going on with Brittany? Is she okay? Yeah. Do we need to, like, recon, like, go in and, like, save a girl? Right. A couple weeks ago, off the show, I was telling Amy how I was listening to Diet Starts Tomorrow, which is, like, a health and wellness pod from the Betches team. And they had an entire episode called Should We Be Worried About Brittany? And I was like, well, this has nothing to do with, like, health and wellness. But Sammy, one of the hosts, went in on this conspiracy out there of hashtag free Britney. Like, something's up with Britney, you guys. And people on, out on the internet, you know, nobody is a better FBI agent than a celebrity stan. No. Like, a, a fandom can really go in. We and, talked about it with Taylor last oh week. Oh, my God. The Swifties can do no wrong in that stuff. But there was starting to be a couple things that... Britney canceled her world tour. Britney kind of went away. She didn't. She did the world Vegas tour. residency. Yeah, she was coming out with a new show in Vegas that was going to debut like in February. In February, and she canceled it in January. And she then was they, in rehearsal for it. Yeah, like, it was. And about things to got happen. crazy, and all of a sudden there was this free Britney moment. Yes. And Amy and I talked about it so briefly, and then it went away really fast. And yes. we were like, "Oh, I guess Britney's fine." But then it came back. It came back, and it came back hard, yeah. like full throttle. Well, and also, like, I just dug into it today, as did you, and, like, holy shit. You know, as soon as I started getting into things and wading through, so I found some stuff on the internet, and I found a great podcast that I sent over to you to listen to. Um, The podcast is called Britney's Gram. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) it's funny. These girls found themselves in this weird investigative journalist-type situation when, really, Britney's Gram the podcast hosted by Tessa and Barbara, two best friends, stand-up comedians, and lovers of Britney Spears, yeah. decided to start this podcast for shits and giggles, where they basically like deep dive into Britney's Instagram account. Because it's a little weird. Because it's a little weird. And also, like, what a throwaway funny idea for yes. a podcast. Uh, so they've been chugging along about 60-some episodes, really kind of like us. And then Britney went <laughs> dark on Instagram. Yeah. So they started kind of started to be funny and sort of to fill time because there was no Instagram material for their show to kind of, I don't know, theorize yeah. like, what's going on with Britney and like kind of, I mean, the truth of the matter is Britney is under a conservatorship mm-hmm. uh, where her father and used to be her lawyer um, were her conservators yeah. and have been since 2008, 11 Years after her meltdown. She's never been her own free person again. And then they started kind of theorizing, like, well, we we, we did have news recently that Brittany had uh, completed a 30-day stay in a mental facility. Mm -hmm. There's been some other just tricklings of news out there, like, maybe Brittany's not okay. And they started theorizing, is this all just, like, a scam? And is something going on? And then, like, shit went down. Yeah. Because Brittany announced her... Vegas show Domination being canceled because her father had suffered a colon rupture and was sick and she wanted to be by his side and Mm -hmm. take care of him. And that's fine. That's a... Sure. Do you. That's totally okay. But then it got weird. Yeah, but then it got weird because dad was seen out and about like a couple of weeks later and seemed fine. And we see that Brittany's now in a mental facility and it's like well you're taking care of your dad but did it affect you so much that you had to go back like nobody really understood but we all agreed like Brittany has to take care of herself and we support that but things just got strange things got strange so one thing that did happen that just didn't in my opinion now get enough news coverage is in March 
The lawyer that I mentioned that has half her conservatorship, Andrew Wallet, he quit. And now just in December, this man had renegotiated his contract as her like full-time lawyer to where he was making $35,000 a month off of Britney's money Jesus. to be her conservator, half her or her co-conservator. But he quit. I think it was just in March. And let me read. So this is from a Forbes.com article that I found today. Okay. His statement in his resignation letter is really, really alarming. Because, and this like leads to the theory that Britney is not okay. And while I'm searching for it, I will also say that on the Britney's Graham podcast, they had a deep throat call in, like an anonymous source. Yeah. Call in and say, look, everything is that Andrew Wallet says in his statement is true. Hold on, I have to fucking find this. There's a theory that, like, Britney's okay. Britney's fine, but her dad has this hold on her. That is out of control. Things in her conservatorship that she can't do is drive on her own. Mm-mm. She can't make a single purchase without her father's approval. Like I mean, food, drugstore. She can't do yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, and you have to imagine this is a woman who's 37, has two children, has the ability to go through rehearsals and get a show up and running in Vegas, do shows every night, and at the same time, she can't get in her car and go get in and out. Like, that's insane. And that's not the Britney that we knew back in the day. And I understand if she needed the conservatorship to get her life up and running. But, I mean, you were saying that conservatorships are generally for people who are so unwell that they can't feed themselves. Right. Like, they're and really... And Well, in, in a lot of other states, they're called guardianships. Yeah. So that's a word that's more familiar to me. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, it happens a lot of times when someone is very elderly that they're... Um, son or daughter may take guardianship of them yeah. to make end-of-life decisions, financial decisions. Um, also, you know, if someone's mental illness has them so bad that, you know, they require a, you know, constant care type of situation, yeah. they, they have a guardian appointed or, or someone will sue to get guardianship. But, okay, so I found this quote from the lawyer, Andrew Wallet, who quit. Um, he said, as time went on, it became more bizarre that she wasn't, oh, that was a, dozen, a different quote. This is the real one. <laughs> so good, guys. So basically, he's saying he quit, and also Brittany doesn't need this conservatorship anymore. And he says, the conservatorship is engaged in numerous ongoing business activities requiring immediate attention, and it is therefore in the best interest of the conservatee, Brittany Spears, that the acceptance of Wallet's resignation and the issuance of amended letters of conservatorship of the estate occur immediately and without delay. Um, And then continuously, he says, substantial detriment, irreparable harm, and immediate danger will result to the conservatee and her estate if the relief requested herein is not granted on an ex parte basis. So basically, give her her ship back now. She's in immediate danger. Yeah. And the deep throat that came on to Brittany's Graham which, by the way, he left them an anonymous voicemail on their Google inbox. Because they had done their, like, oh, here's what we think maybe is happening with Brittany. Exactly. And so he called in and left a message on their Google inbox saying, you guys, I'm going to stay anonymous, but I was a paralegal in the firm that Andrew Wallet worked in, and his quote was, you guys are onto something. Uh-huh. You're not screwing around. You're right. It is disturbing what is happening to Brittany and something needs to be done. So, in fact, they got that voicemail. I've not listened to their show previously. Yeah. But they just play, like, um, listener voicemails at the end of their Uh show. And so they were recording, like, or they were 
editing their regular show that week and they found that. So in fact, they did an emergency episode three days off of their timeline and dropped it on April 16th, 2019. And they just titled the episode hashtag free Britney. And that's where that entire movement with that title took off from. Yeah. And that's what I heard on Diet Starts Tomorrow. Sammy had heard those girls and was reiterating it to the listeners of Diet Starts Tomorrow. Like, we got to make sure she's okay. But then it really kind of, not to say that that concept died down, but we didn't hear much because then on Britney's Instagram, she started posting things like, hey guys, hearing the crazy things out there, I'm fine. You know, my ex-lawyer and manager, Sam Lefty, it's his fault that this craziness is out there. Mm -hmm. And then the Britney's gram and all of the Britney stands were like, hmm, and looking at this Instagram post, she never writes like this. Where are the 10 emojis? She did a colon, like, you know, parentheses for a smiley face, not a real emoji. She didn't write like her. She just didn't write like her. And her fans know her. Exactly. That's what people underestimate when you try to write as someone, like, when you try to write a ransom note as somebody else, or ransom note's a bad idea, but you know. Yeah. You underestimate how well someone may know somebody else, even a a fan that's never met her. They know her post. And they know that that was not her voice. Yeah. So, like, in the timeline of everything, her demo or domination New Vegas residency was supposed to open in February. Yes. She canceled it in January, supposedly to take care of her father. She's under this conservatorship, and evidently in March, she was caught driving a car with her current boyfriend in it, and they went to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Then, like, hours after that, after the paparazzi photos of that came out, it was announced that she's entering a 30-day... Um, mental stay in a facility. Yes. So then the lawyer quits. Then in April, when this deep throat called into Britney's gram, he actually claims that she's been locked in a facility since January. I believe that and feel like I heard that too, that you would, there was like one paparazzi of her walking out or into a facility back in January. And a lot of things under her conservatorship are things like not being able to drive, has to take all of her medicine, really follow her father's orders. And let me know what you heard, but, like, I heard the fact that he even saw her driving was enough to be like, you're done, back into rehab. Exactly. I mean, that's, so, ins- but that's fucking insane. That's fucking insane. It's and so, so crazy. What the, the theory is that the father is – forcing her to take these very strong psycho um, therapeutic, that's yeah. not the right word, psychotherapy drugs. And she's like, I don't actually need these. It's been widely reported that she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of bipolar people that live in the world and maintain their illness through, you know, therapy and a I want to tell medication. you Ryan Perry and Demi Lovato, but instead I think I'm going to say Jane Pauley. Right. Because I feel like she might be more respectable because she hasn't had any while out moments like those other two women, but it's completely plausible. So the celebrity and be bipolar. Exactly. It's totally, well, or to be a normal person. Exactly. So the fact that this woman has been under the conservatorship of her father for 11 11 years, years, and she's only been diagnosed so far as we know with bipolar disorder, like she should have been able to regain the control of herself by now. So why hasn't she? Well, then you follow the money, and I think it tells the story. Mm-hmm. So now her father is making millions of dollars off of her, as was the lawyer, as was you know anybody that benefits from her being under this conservatorship. And it's like, holy shit, you guys, it's basically Britney Spears being held hostage. A thousand percent. And this woman 
was once known as the Princess of Pop, mm-hmm. one of the biggest stars on the planet. Totally. And somehow under all of our noses, has she basically been kidnapped and like but robbed of her own life? To perform, like dance monkey dance, but yes. at night you come back and I put the chains on you. Exactly. Like this woman is capable of, she was in that show in Vegas for four years. Yeah. And during the same time was a judge on X Factor. Yeah. And after the Vegas show ended, she did do a world tour. So you'd say she could feed and clothe herself. A little bit. So there's probably no need for this conservatorship to continue going on. No. But her father is fighting tooth and nail and hiring fancy lawyers to keep deeming her, you know, incapable of yeah. living her own life. And here's the funny trick. She can't spend her own money, so she can't hire her own fancy lawyer on her behalf, nor can she hire a specialty doctor to evaluate yeah. her or any of those other things to prove her own capability. Back. She needs a lawyer who wants to come in pro bono. Absolutely. Who understands. But, but then again, I mean, who? how could they get access to her if her father says no? Well, thankfully she has a mother who Lynn is really involved. concerned. Yeah. And that's when things really started popping up in the last couple of days. I, I believe so. it was May 10th. Mm-hmm. Lynn went to the judge and was like, listen, that's my daughter. That's my ex-husband. I want records. I want all of her mental, like, her files, you know, from all of these people. Like, I don't think that this is right. Yeah. And Brittany even went in. Now, mind you, I believe that the, like, Daily Mail update said Brittany was in the courtroom without shoes on. So, Britt, that doesn't help. I read that, too. But we don't know. We don't have photos of that. Well, someone's still doing an artist sketch in the background, I'm sure. (laughs) But Brittany said, I don't want to be on these meds. I think I'm fine. I don't want to be on this conservatorship anymore. And the judge said, "Mm, conservatorship's still on, and I think you need to be reevaluated again. So, I hear what you're saying. Money, she can't buy lawyers, she can't do those certain things that her dad can do for her. Who is paying that judge mm. to not let her? Yeah, though this feels like a big conspiracy, it right? It totally feels like a huge conspiracy that like you said something earlier and you need to tell everybody about her money and how much oh, she's yes. worth. And this is where it's fucked up and where you know something's going on. This is super fucked up. So I in the quote that I read earlier, I should get my sources right, that was actually in the Rolling Stone Stone, article. And this Rolling Stone article actually just dropped today. It was so good. Yeah, and it's called Hashtag Free Britney, Understanding the Fan-Led Britney Spears Movement. And they interview um, Tessa, or Tess and Barbara from um, Britney's Graham. And they embed that podcast of the Free Britney one with the deep throat voicemail. But you talked about the Forbes article earlier. Yes, so this Forbes article, and I take it back, I got it wrong again. Rolling Stone was a few days ago, but... Um, Forbes dropped today the article Making Sense of the Britney Spears Conservatorship conservatorship, and hashtag Free Britney. So it's Forbes.com. So like it's a lot more analytical, right? It's money. It's Forbes money. money. So they actually state in here that back in 2007. 12 Brit- years ago. 12 years ago, Britney's um, personal net worth was $54 million. I'd take a chunk. Now, Brittany has earned, over the entire course of her career, like $627 million. So, you know, you spend things. You spend, you You pay. You have to pay your people. For sure. But $54 million 12 years ago is what she is worth. In 2018, her net worth was valued at $56 million. She only has two more million dollars over the last 12 years. And mind you, that Vegas residency earned her $138 million. Yes. So where's her money? Even if she made 
she has half of it and had to give the other half to people. No, she should be worth at, at this point in time with her career and her trajectory, at least a hundred million dollars. She did exactly. a world tour. That's how you make money. You don't make money from a CD. Exactly. Where's her money? She had, and she was on the X Factor. She had a yes. TV gig. Yes, that had to be like $16 million for a couple years. She has not controlled her own money since 2008. And if her personal net worth has only gone up $2 million, well, she could not control her spending, but she made, for a fact I know, at least $138 million on that Vegas show. <sighs> the fuck is her money? Yes. People are taking her money because they can, and she can't do anything about it. And thank God Forbes did this article because... People are going to have their eyes on it now. We talked about, um, you know, the Britney's Graham and the Rolling Stone and things like that. Miley Cyrus was at a performance at the Beale Street Festival in Memphis recently. And during her party in the USA song, when she sings and a Britney song was on, she screamed out. And the Britney song was on. And I put my hands up. She screamed out to the crowd, free Britney. Good for her. Get it. I mean, Miley Cyrus, champion of change. But good. Everyone needs to be looking at this. That Forbes article is going to get out and go way more viral than just you and I sitting in our apartment sure. talking about it. And people are going to look at Jamie Spears, her father, and go, Dude, what, what the, the fuck, fuck did you do on? to her money? Seriously, though, I mean, how are we not already talking about it? I'm glad we are now, and I'm, I'm hoping that we're on the cusp of Free Britney being yes. not just a fan-led online conspiracy and something that we're really going to look at. Because, again, this is the princess of pop in the yes. early aughts. How did we lose track of her? Yes. And She's been in our life for 20 years. Hit Me Baby One More Time is 20 years old this year. That's right. Guys. That's right. She's been in, in our lives I was forever. a fan of that. You know, I was an early Britney fan. Same. I fell out, you know, and I, look, I made fun of her with the rest of them in 2007, 2008. I was looking for her comeback to be a disaster and... But you know what? I, I got older, and I was like, this woman is a mother. Yeah. And, um, I am not who am I to say anything. <laughs> also, you know, when, when she did kind of come back, I did feel bad about how I had been so nasty. Sure. You know, it has my own journey with own Britney journey. Spears. But I think that I haven't loved all of her music as of late, but I will always sing crazy Oh, yeah. Um, toxic. Toxic is so slave good. Slave for, for you. She's always. never been hotter than when she did that. Slave for You performance at, at the, the VMAs. VMAs with that Kimbo constrictor or Python on her neck. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, so everything sexy. about her. Yeah. She just oozed sex and Girl Next Door and, like you said, Princess of Pop. And I'm so glad that there's so many articles out there and people going, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, sure – these entertainers work for us, mm-hmm. you know, um, as we joke around, but not at the expense of their true sanity and right. well-being. Well, and like I just mentioned, she's a mother. Yes. Yeah. Where, Where are, are Sean Preston and Jaden James? Where are they? Does Kevin Popozow know where they are? Like, I what's going on? Federline? Or where are you? Well, my guess is that her, her dad has them or is at least working with K-Fed. Ugh, I know. On their, you know, on raising them, you know, we don't see pictures. When the boys were little, you used to see pictures of them, you know, on her lap while she was driving. <laughs> From time yes. to time. <laughs> Not making the greatest choices. <laughs> oh, Brit. God love you. Yeah. Look, no, I'm legitimately concerned about her. Yeah. Um, and, and there's just so many questions. Like, you know, she has actually attempted twice. Once, I think, in the late part of 2008 and again in 2016, to go to court to fight for her rights back yeah. and has been denied. She's fighting again now. 
and you know she's she's had these attempts and uh, like I, I, I feel like we got to take Britney more seriously and uh, you know again on Britney's gram after their free Britney episode which I just devoured today they had a, their next week's episode was called uh, hashtag overprotected and they talked about all these different people that have had this influence and they talked about like how her management team doesn't let her do a lot of live um, interviews anymore. Yeah. Anything she does is print and they will edit it, which is like number one no-no in journalism, yep. as you would know. And just how, you know, like if she has been so miserable all these years, like why didn't she never once on, in Vegas or on her tour while she was out there and free and she's got a mic and a few thousand people yeah. in the audience like, help me, help me. <laughs> Okay. They would have taken the hook and pulled her right off stage. sure. And, of course, that would have gone viral. We all would have called her crazy. Yeah. Uh, You know, look, the shaving head and the the umbrella to the car incident definitely doesn't help her. And they were saying on Britney's Graham, like, this is what we do to women in the media. Yes. You know, you fuck up like that once and we'll just always go back to it. And they were especially talking about how when she shaved her head, it's like when a beautiful woman does something to her beauty, like get rid of her hair. It's such an assault on the, the the rest of the world takes it like such an assault. Uh Like you had beauty and you voluntarily got rid of it. Why would you do that? Right. We're so much more judgmental of them than like a man getting a hundred pounds. We're like, yeah, he's a little sad. He'll be all right. (laughs) Like fat Chris Thor in Endgame. Or Chris Thor. Chris Hemsworth as Thor in Endgame. We're just like, oh, he's so cute. He's a little depressed and he got fat. He's drinking a lot of beers. But a woman shaves her head and we're like, you're crazy for life. Yeah. I saw in, um, maybe it was one of those articles, kind of like the likeness back to Marilyn Monroe. Like we might potentially lose Britney if we don't. Lay off. No, make sure she gets out of what she's going through. Well, I mean, the media scrutiny layoff. Well, but also, like, yes, take care of her. Yes. But, like, stop analyzing every little thing she does. Well, yes. But the Marilyn Monroe thing, I mean, she really had such a crazy mother. And mm. all of that stuff led her to her unfortunate passing too early. But they were just like, we could be watching, like, another Marilyn Monroe. Like, a really amazing person who could go far in their career. But just, like, the family of it all could be the th- like her end and it's like yeah. yeah that her father could be her end like and we need to make sure that everyone is hashtagging free britney and hopefully more of these articles go viral yeah and that the dad has to be have jamie spears needs to answer questions yes. he's not above answering an interview question and a lawyer or all of those things he needs to be checked out yeah, you know, I just think if any of you, if you're a zenial or if you're older or younger than that, if you've ever jammed out to baby one more time, if you just, you know, if Britney Spears was one of your, like, pop stars, or even if she wasn't and you just, like, appreciate her. Just like she's hot. Pay, just pay, pay a little bit more attention to what's going on. Yeah. Did I already say how much I couldn't stop thinking about missing Richard Simmons? No. I, I know I told you earlier, I couldn't remember if I said it on the podcast, as I was getting into this and learning about it, I could not stop thinking of the podcast you and I have talked about so much, oh, yes. Missing Richard Simmons, and how the same, it feels very much the same, like such a in-your-face celebrity, a name that almost everybody on the planet that knows, yeah. and so visual and so out there, just kind of went away, and you know, Brittany has really kind of been out of sight for a while. Yeah. You hear about her a little bit here and there, but 
how in this world of social media and constant cameras and paparazzi everywhere yeah. do we lose did we lose Brittany and now we now we don't know where she is or how to help her yeah it just reminds me a lot of like how huge celebrities can be like one or two people in their inner circle can do this to them and um Stan Lee speaking of the Avengers a little bit earlier yeah. It was well known later in his life that his manager was really controlling him. His family mm. didn't see him a whole lot. He got arrested today for elder abuse. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He did. Is he looking at Britney Spears stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard it on the radio this morning, and I looked it up real quick in the midst of all this. He got arrested today for elder abuse and, like, fraud and theft for how he, like, hid Stan Lee away and took all of his money and his accounts and control of his businesses toward well, the that's end of really, his life. That's really good that they were able to do that, like... Press charges, yeah. Posthumously of Stan. Hey, look, I'm worried about my girl. I'm worried yeah. about Brit Brit. Gotta light a candle. Go yeah. to church. Say some prayers. No, I really want to keep talking about this, so maybe on or off the pod, but look, I am I am on board. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah, hashtag free Britney, guys. Comment on our Instagrams. What yeah. do you think? Where is she? What are your theories? What do you know? Yeah. Are you listening? Are you a fan? Are you just loving a conspiracy theory? Yeah. I, I mean, mean who who that's just fun. That's just super fun. <laughs> so, okay. So speaking of like, we're going to switch gears now, you guys. Yeah. So that was Britney Spears. There's kind of another thing that I found this week that's taken me away. And, you know, conspiracies and celebrities. Like a very different kind of celebrity. And also a weird check-in that you didn't know we were going to do. Exactly. So if we check back in on Britney Spears from before, um, if any of you are longtime listeners, maybe episode 10, 11. It was early. It's pretty early on. 2017. Yeah. 2017. It was early. I covered a podcast series on Mm -hmm. our show. I recapped a series called The Butterfly Effect. And we are not talking about the Ashton Kutcher movie. We are (laughs) not. Yeah, we're talking about pornography. (laughs) Uh, The Butterfly Effect. Amy's 78 and says pornography. (laughs) The rest of us say porn. Um, (laughs) It was from this British journalist, John Bronson, and he dove deep into the porn industry and how it was irrevocably changed by technology. uh, technology. Which was so fascinating. It was. And, you know, what it did to the performers. Yes. What it did to the consumers. When basically you could start getting porn online for free mm-hmm. and you didn't have to mail away for a DVD or uh, a stack a, of magazines. A scramble on your Skinamax exactly. at 10 o'clock at night, 12 how, o'clock at night. How in a lot of negative ways it impacted the industry and, and you know, he really dove deep into performers and what's yeah. happened to them. And what we learned from that is that a lot of performers had to start creating their own websites and like, mm-hmm. you know, pay for subscriptions because you could go to what, Vivid Entertainment or something in LA, or guys, by the way, down the street in Tampa if you wanted to, do a video, and before it got to an executive for review, it was on Pornhub somehow. Already. I mean, you could barely get paid. paid exactly. You know, it was so crazy about how technology just changed that industry. Yeah, so, I mean, go back and listen to that recap I did, or yeah. just search for the butterfly effect for yourself. It was a six-episode um, podcast, and I think they were all, like, 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was a really good. easy listen. But look, John Ronson is back. Basically dropped a weird sequel. Or yes. more of a continuance of the story yeah. than a sequel. And he didn't mean to. A story fell into his lap that kind of dwells into a potential true crime. Um, but 
it, the podcast, I'll just say, is called The Last Days of August. And I have to say, before we go into this, guys, it is one of the greatest titles of a podcast I've ever heard in my entire life. 100%. It sounds like a book you would read about a woman who is going through a divorce in the summer and yes. is in Nantucket and, like, finding her life again. Like, but in, pray lovey. Very much. But instead, it's about how August Ames, a pretty famous porn star at 23, killed herself. She did. She did it in December of 2017. She hung herself from a tree in a park in the valley. San Fernando Valley. San Fernando yeah. Valley. Um, and John Ronson got involved with this because his podcast, The Butterfly Effect, had dropped six months prior to August's death. Mm-hmm. August wasn't part of The Butterfly Effect, but she had been on other podcasts. Yeah. So you're able. he was able to pull some audio from her talking Interviews about her and life and career. But her husband, Kevin, who's a producer in the industry, actually reached out to John and had heard the Butterfly Effect podcast and reached out to John and wanted him to get involved and listen to his story. Kevin claims that his wife, August, killed herself due to online bullying. bullying. So this is a little bit bizarre, but August had been cast in a pornography scene. And she found out her male partner is someone that also does gay porn. Mm -hmm. She felt offense to that because she felt like her health was at risk, that gay porn is, from a health um, and safety perspective, more risky. And so she didn't want to perform with that male. So she denied this, or she quit the scene or whatever before she did it. Then she tweeted out, hey, to whatever female is going to replace me, just to let you know, your partner also does gay work. You're welcome. Yeah. And had an immediate, swift, negative uh, backlash. Yeah. From fans and other performers in the industry. Yeah. Calling her homophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, some pretty nasty things were said to For her. Sure. And then the next day she killed herself. So when the podcast starts, that's the story that you're first yeah. given. That Kevin, her husband, who's grieving his wife... Um, calls yeah. up calls up John Ronson and says, I want you to, to, to look into this, to cover this, you know, a continuance of the butterfly effect, yeah. how, how performers are affected in the industry. My wife was bullied by another performer named Jessica Drake most severely, but also by other performers and fan members. And here's a tweet where some guy says, you know, take cyanide, go away, yeah. and now my wife's dead. Right. It's pretty crazy. So John Ronson's like, okay, yeah, blah. I've just got the story. Out. I'm into the story. Okay, meets with Kevin. Then he starts meeting with other people in August's life, and the story twists quickly yeah. and massively. Yeah. I mean, you find out from one of her friends, who was also in the industry with her, that he still has their text message conversation from the day she was getting some Twitter bullying. Mm-hmm. And their conversation is her being like, oh, it's fine. I'll roll off my back. Like, I'm okay. Pretty benign. We find out that um, there's a huge storm the night she, you know, hangs herself in a park with like, like climbed a tree to hang herself from. Which. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's difficult. That's physically demanding. And she was like 115 pounds. It's a stormy night. So the tree is slippery. Yeah. It's windy. There's fires in the valley. I mean, it's just like this weird, crazy situation. And then one of the craziest things is that the tweet that everyone points to is the reason she killed herself is this, you know, hey, we'll take an apology while you take some cyanide. Happened well after she kills herself. After she died. 
from the coroner's report, if she did it at like nine at night, that tweet went out at midnight. Like, I don't know the exact times, but it was well after she never would have seen that. Yes. But Amy, what is it about Kevin that's so weird? Kevin, all of a sudden, things start to look a little fishy with the husband, Kevin. First of all, he's, she's 23 when, or she was 23 when yep. she died. He was 43. They met when she was 19. He was 39. She was a new performer in the industry. He had been a producer, been in the game for a long time. They got married when she was 20 and he was 40. I mean, look, May-December romance, it's fine. Yes. But you come to find out Kevin has had two previous wives who were porn performers. His first wife also committed suicide. And the second wife was committed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out that there are friends coming out of the woodwork saying he's incredibly controlling. She wanted to leave him. Yeah. Then there's this entire other storyline of the day that she committed suicide. She had performed in a scene where her companion, her her scene partner, I suppose, roughed her up unnecessarily. And neither the director or anybody on set stopped it. And she felt violated and essentially raped. Oh, God. Um, Like, he did things like... Bang her head against the table, stuff her panties in her mouth so she couldn't oh. breathe. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a little graphic. Sorry, y'all. Um, but, I mean, the story kind of goes in three different yeah. directions, and there's a lot of questions. And John Ronson continually says, I am not here to put out a true crime no. podcast. This is not a true crime podcast, but this is this is a story that I thought was pretty straightforward and would be kind of like an epilogue to the butterfly effect. And it turned weird, you guys come on the ride. Yeah. And I also want to give more than that. No. It's so interesting, though. I finished it today. and I'm still left with questions. Yeah. Yeah. I told well you done. earlier, and, like, this is weird. I just was like, you know what? I want to see what she looks like and kind of get a vibe on her. So I Googled, or I did Instagram. Like, maybe her Instagram was still open. And it was? Yeah. But the Instagram was still posting back in January of this year. So, so yeah, I don't know. know. Is it entire him? The, the husband? I don't know. It, it really seemed to be her. I mean, it had almost 300,000 followers. But there's no conspiracy like she's still alive. Like, she's definitely dead. She's 100% dead. But, like, it's weird that, like, the posts were in, like, present tense. Yes. That, Not like, here's a photo sure. of August doing this person. <laughs> like, me and my BFFs. Like, I love coffee dates. And I was like, whoa, this is... It got so... That, just that concept freaked me out so much that I had to, like... X out as fast as possible. No, that's 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 just weird. It's so weird. It's weird. Okay, but I highly recommend the podcast. Yes. So those are like some follow-ups to different podcasts we've told you guys about in the past that kind of got so weird that we had to bring you in. Had to check back in and let you guys know. I mean, before I started listening to podcasts as often as I do, how did I know anything? Uh, like, how did I know about all these? I mean, I love these deep dive stories to people I've never met and never will. Yeah. But... You know, I I love having a podcast cool. to go learn and listen and ask more questions. And now that I've been listening to them so long and I can continue, it's so great. Well, the thing about podcasts being so different than journalism and the news is that that's something I learned in college. The news is you only know what people want you to know sure. from a news perspective. But with podcasts, now people can be their own armchair detectives and have questions and get further and keep going. But like... This isn't something Chris Cuomo is going to report on. It's not pertinent to the situation. He's not going to get after He's it. He's not going to get after it, Cuomo. <laughs> but, like, that's the best part of podcasts. Somebody has a question and isn't constrained to, you know, yeah. their beat at the USA Today. 
I mean, like documentaries have been around for forever. For sure, but this is an easier, faster medium exactly. than a documentary. And always. I can consume it so much differently than I can a documentary where I have to sit and watch. Yes. You know, I can I can consume a podcast literally anywhere I am. That's the best as long part as I about have my them. phone. Yeah, exactly. And maybe some headphones. If you're gonna listen to the last days of August, might I suggest <laughs> Be alone. because there's some interviews where they're straight up pounding in the back. There's some sex moaning. I mean alone in the car, alone sure. in your room, perhaps in the shower. <laughs> You do you, or no, this is a judgment-free zone. Exactly. But just if, like Planet Fitness. If, if you're, you know, at the office or at a Planet Fitness, <laughs> I would suggest headphones. Headphones. Always. <laughs> we're talking so much this week, we already knew we were going to skip Podcast Pulse because yeah. we just have so much content. We're going to do a couple of pop-ups. So, um, E, what do you have? So, I'll just say real quick, you know, let's do a palate cleanser. That's... If you're interested in love and romance, The Knot has their own podcast ah. called XOXO. This week, I listened to the story of Ashley Brooke and Ryan Chambers and their relationship and marriage. Ashley and Ryan are local Orlandonians with us. Yeah, they are. She has a very popular blog and Instagram, and she had a merchandise shop for a while that... We all were obsessed with. Yeah, I bought have gifts from there. Yeah, it's like water bottles, notebooks. I have like a dop kit for like my makeup and just really great girly stuff. Um, listening to their story was just such a great way to get to know who they are as a couple better when you're looking at their blog. Ashley was in a marriage prior to meeting Ryan that dissolved. He kind of helped her through, find love and trust again. They have this beautiful marriage. And then last year you find out that Ryan was diagnosed with cancer. And now her turn to come and care for him. And he, I believe, recently just got the cancer-free results, which is so amazing. So I'm going to, before you go in and listen to it and cry, I will give you that good (laughs) news. It's It's totally good. Um, But I really liked it. It was so great to hear more about another, you know, a famous little blogger in town and hear their stories. But I will say, when you talked about podcasts and how you can listen to them anywhere, I love on YouTube build series is just like an interview show when it's, um, there's a new movie or a new TV show, TV show coming back. It's like a 45 minute conversation with the stars. I've watched a build series of like younger when they come back for a season or a new movie and the actors are there and talking about it, but you've got to watch it on YouTube. But they have a podcast of all of their shows, which is so great. So when I was in the car, I was listening to the episode with Anna Gasteyer and Paula Pell from the new Netflix show, Wine Country. So instead of having to be glued to a computer, I was driving and listening, and it was amazing. They were so funny. Of course. I was literally LOLing and, like, crying with tears, driving down the I-4 corridor. (laughs) Um, I said so many... So many laughs. But what I love the most is that Paula Pell was a writer at SNL and did the most iconic thing. She did the Spartan Cheerleaders. She did oh Debbie Downer. <gasps> we just rewatched that literally the it's other day. So the, the we were Disney World episode is the greatest. Yes. I mean, she has written all of your favorite SNL sketches, like everyone's favorites. It just doesn't matter who you are. She has written your favorite sketches. But what I loved learning the most about Paula is that she started out in Orlando, working at Disney World. What? She was. What? what? Probably uh, before our time. Yes, because she started at SNL in the 90s. But um, was there was a little. little thing called Pleasure Island at Downtown mm-hmm. Disney. And one of the places that we loved to go to back in the day was. In, our, in our early years. In our early years. Yeah. Comedy Club, right? Is that what um, it's called? Um, I went like three times. Comedy Warehouse. Comedy Warehouse. 
all improv, singing, funniness. That's where she started. That's, a, that's it's incredible. so amazing. You'd call her a hometown girl. A hometown girl. Like our Jennifer Cassie. Like, where the fuck is she? <laughs> that's a bit dark. Um, but anyway, I really highly recommend adding build series to your list when you're just, if there's a movie you love and being able to hear your favorite actors and actresses talk about their shows or their movies. So question, are you accessing that podcast off of YouTube? No. Or can you get it on Google, Google. Play and I, no, I, yeah, iTunes? Like, the, or, so anywhere know. you find podcasts, similar to like how uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers has turned his show into a podcast, sure. Watch What Happens Live, yeah. has done that, this YouTube show just grabs audio and throws it up. Love it. Yeah, it was really good. Like I said, so many LOLs. I, like, not to get, like, super dark again, but but you are who you are. I have one more pop-up. I devoured another series in this last week. It's a true crime series. What? It's from um, Tenderfoot TV, who produced Up and Vanished and Atlanta Monster. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm talking to you directly, Beth. I know how much (laughs) you loved Atlanta Monster. Trust me when I say you are going to want to listen to... To live and die in LA. Oh, I've seen that photo, mm-hmm. like scrolling through iTunes. I think you'd dig it too. Okay, actually. tell me. Why? So it is true crime. Um, it, it, so the host of it is Neil Strauss from Rolling Stone. Uh huh. And he covers the story of a young woman named Adea Shabani. She was um, a Macedonian, like, young girl who dreamed of making it big in American movies. Mm -hmm. So she moved over here. She was 25. And look, by the title of the podcast, I think you can see where this is going. She She lived. And she died in L.A. Um, Anyway, she basically, uh, she was up and coming. She was taking acting classes and such. She meets a guy in an acting class. He comes over to her apartment to work on a scene together. They fall in love. She comes to find out later he's already engaged to somebody else. So they break up. It's tumultuous. He says he's going to leave the fiancé for her and actually uh, proposes to her. But he never did break up with the last chick. So this guy's running two fiancés now. A racket. And uh, she went missing in February of 2018. Oh, shit. And the case is unsolved. Um, Her body turned up a couple months later, I think in April of last year. And they closed in on him, her fiancé, Chris, pretty quickly as the main suspect. And uh, a police chase ensues at one point, and he commits suicide. (gasps) He stops and commits suicide. Yes, that is the noise that Neil made when his producer car, he actually was working with a private eye at the time. And so like he was kind of live producing this as it went uh-huh. along and you hear him on the phone with the private eye when the private eye calls and says, Chris just committed suicide. And how he does that. <gasps> what? Yeah. What? Game changer. They're in the middle of investigating this. Yeah. He's actually started investigating the disappearance of Adea Shabani just a couple weeks after because her friend, he was working on something else in LA at the time. Sure. She had friends that got a hold of him. He was just trying to help find where she was. And then it turned into he was investigating her murder. And then it turns into he's figuring out more about this guy, Chris. Yeah. And it goes wild. That's awesome. It, that sounds great. It's, 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 I, I'm going to LA in August. I should listen to a murder show about LA. Um, I will say this that just to hook you, at one point, his original fiance, says at the end of an episode she told him he would she would gone girl him 
The original fiance said, I'll gone girl you. No, the original fiance who's like, so that this girl, said, who this died. girl who died, like when they were fighting and breaking up, she told him, I'm going to gone girl you. Right. That's dark. So this thing twists and turns. It's interesting. Oh, I cannot wait. Um, if you want a true crime thriller, mystery, twisty, yes. you want to listen to To Live and Die in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to live and drink in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Let's do that then. If I can recommend that we do that. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thank you for coming along on this ride of episode 66. Yeah. We threw a lot at you. We thank you for receiving it. We bounced off a lot of corners. We did. But it was fun. We hope you had fun. We had so much to talk about. I, I had a great time. Amy could keep talking for another hour. She will. I will. will. (laughs) She's got more notes she's going to share with me. But, guys, until then, we will see you next week for episode 67. Mm -hmm. Have a great week, you guys. Be as happy as I have been (laughs) in this last week. Live, laugh, love like Amy Randolph. (laughs) Drink a little bit. Um, Until we see you again, do not forget to be kind and rewind. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.